it's all misplaced confusion and anger and then I was just like it's called The Last Jedi but then the movie's telling you how many other Jedi are out there like oh, everyone's the a Jedi kid? and I'm like so even the title doesn't even make any sense I, d- I did read that Car- today I read uh, someone related to Carrie Fisher said that she was, she was supposed, supposed to, be to be the last Jedi wait wasn't it like her brother said yeah. that she was supposed to be the last he's Jedi been, he's been talking a lot yeah. lately and George is getting real upset <laughs> George <laughs> doesn't know what's what? going on look all I <laughs> know Epstein is most him. people liked it mm-hmm. what? liked what? last Jedi <laughs> Welcome to Filmhouse, everybody. Uh, this week's episode is sponsored by HelloFresh and Mac Weldon. Uh, I've got my buds, Elise, Adam, James with me this week. Mm-hmm. Hello, everybody. Stop looking over yeah. your shoulder. You, we're here. Yeah, right. You look straight ahead. We're we're here. Here. I can't we're, stand it. We're, we're not going to leave the room. I need a mirror. A Can we get a mirror? No, it's natural human interaction to want to look at I who know. you're not speaking me. to. Not me. <laughs> Listen, Dan. I like to look people in the eyes when I speak with them. I'm sorry that I, no, it's I, I'm fine. stopping. Look, we, we do everything we can to make a podcast as uncomfortable for us as possible, even though we're trying to be as comfortable for the viewer. We'll fix it for you, buddy. Don't worry. No, We'll get you. We're going to get you. I'll figure it out one day. Circle desk and you'll be surrounded by mirrors. One day. We need Ooh, a, I do want the mirrors. Okay. We need a giant donut that we all just sit That's in. A good idea. Around the rim of the donut. And we call it ring out. And the camera is in the center. And to make oh, like sure we know around. it's yeah. donut, we like have a plate of donuts on it. And every single day they're fresh and we just eat them. <laughs> okay. And then at some point we'll record. Is this a mad read? What's <laughs> happening? You what is happening? found me out. <laughs> yeah, I got to the you? bottom of that. Go ahead, Dan. Oh, oh anyway, th- this week we're going to talk about uh, the best TV shows that you may or may not be watching. Uh, we've been watching a lot of TV lately. Mm-hmm. Not a lot out in theaters, right? Actually, there's a ton out in theaters right now. We just haven't seen it. Anyway, we're going to talk about TV. Uh, I personally think HBO, they really had to fill a hole when Game of Thrones left, and they might really have be doing it now. I think they're achieving a lot with Dark Materials and Watchmen. A few other things coming out soon. Well, everyone's uh, trying to buy up whatever. They, I mean, this sort of happened. This was the Harry Potter gold rush. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of the, the early 2000s. You mean the Percy Jackson gold rush? <laughs> <laughs> Percy Jackson was a victim of the Harry mm-hmm. Potter gold rush. But, like, look, when all of a sudden Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter could be uh, adapted with, you know, modern technology, we went, oh, God, what else can we do? And that's where you saw Golden Compass and Stardust and all these other movies come out. But Cirque du Freak. Cirque du Freak. Well, and fantasy <laughs> being attractive the to the mainstream, assistant. too, right? Saying what? Fantasy becoming attractive to the mainstream yeah. as well. Yeah. I mean, because uh, the, the superhero rush had begun, and now it's like so everyone's just trying to buy up what properties they can. The fact yeah, that te- Good Omens got made into a show is pretty awesome. Yeah, we, Technology reached a point, and it's now affordable to a point where almost anything you can think of, anything these crazy mm-hmm. authors can conceive of, mm-hmm. is now achievable even on a you know premium television budget. We also so. st- it struck a new chord with audiences. Shows like Mad Men, you know, ushered in an era of this like platinum age of television mm-hmm. and I think I mean premium premium television helped with that Game of Thrones Mad mm-hmm. Men those sorts of shows but then also streaming like these these streaming services wanting their premium content even Rooster Teeth had a push for like what's our premium content mm-hmm. for our platform still have a push yeah. it's called Arizona Circle <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> the most premium and premium I'd say we're the Game of Thrones of Rooster <laughs> yeah, Teeth yeah you so. get a first membership you watch it seven days early two similar <laughs> things that happened uh around the same time, Golden Compass and Series of Unfortunate Events, those are two like ongoing series where they said, I remember people being like, well, I don't know if they're gonna be able to cram all that into one movie. No. Like, Watch, you'll see. And it, it didn't really work. And now fast forward 10 years ago, well now we have these networks and these platforms that you can do a long form version of it. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and they're desperate for content, I think, or ideas that people seem to be interested in. Yeah, I, there's not a lot of original IP ideas. that already well, exists. And every everything now is built-in audience. What do you have yeah. that already has a built-in audience? True. Yeah. And what other movies failed ten years ago mm -hmm. that we might be able to try again? I, I, the thing is, Dark it doesn't Crystal. matter. If it's something that's <laughs> known, sense. if it's something that's known, it's already it already has more valuable than, more, more value than something that isn't known. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just kind of the business mo. That's very right true. Now. And then also when you're adapting, you're creating a truncated, abridged version of something. Mm -hmm. So the Harry Potter movies being made into eight films, like you would think like, oh, eight films is a lot to cover mm -hmm. everything. But no, those books are deeper and there's a lot that doesn't get covered. So for me personally, if uh, you know Amazon came out and they said, we're making a Harry Potter show where each mm -hmm. season is a book, uh, you know, 10 mm -hmm. episodes, I'd be like, that's really cool. I want to see what happened with Spew and the House Elves mm -hmm. initiative and everything. Like, HBO oh, Max, twenty thirty. Yeah, so like, yeah. Uh, has enough time passed to try again? I think what, so. Harry Potter. I think yeah. you could. I give a let Five Daniel years? Radcliffe hit his thirties. Puberty. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Ooh. I think uh, I'm when he can grow a beard. Wait, he can. I think you you could get into some deeper dives. Like Golden Compass is a great example. Those are meaty, meaty books. Three of them, but they're still meaty. And I think that this is a better format. You brought up. Uh, series of unfortunate events. Mm. Those are th 13 books. They're formulaic books God. to a point, and they're they're simple. They're they're you know for children or youths, but there's still yeah. enough there that uh, that doing a series makes sense. The the show also every season looked more and more expensive, which was like I was like I wonder if they're going to get themselves canceled, but they which wrapped show? the whole thing up. Series of unfortunate yeah. events. Uh, that's one of the those we finally finished it this year. Uh, great show though. Great mm. all like yeah. it was. Did they do thirteen seasons of it? No, no, no. So each thirteen books. Sorry. Well, they did all thirteen books, but yeah. each mm. book was an episode. Uh, well, some of them two. Two, yeah. two episodes oh, per book. Yeah, sorry, my yeah. bad. S similar but different than Goosebumps, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not familiar. As most things related. Goosebumps. You know, Goosebumps had Haunted Mask Part One and Two. Yeah, at least we were over. <laughs> we were over at the Willems house playing board games uh, a couple nights ago, and at least put on Goosebumps and. That's when we knew it was time to leave because <laughs> she's like, she's like my, my friend's in this episode. I said, I said, she, get comfortable. <laughs> she usually likes to put on a show because her guests bore her a little bit. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's, That's my experience. I like to put on TV for atmosphere mm -hmm. and well, the boring guests. Well, the, the film Truth or Dare, is that what it was called? Is that the one? The uh, yeah, Blumhouse? Truth or Dare. I think it was, yeah. We were watching that while trying to play Binding of Isaac. Um, it was rough. <laughs> <laughs> the movie, that, the that movie, movie is, the game don't was great. Need to, you don't need to watch it, though. You can just have it on and understand what's going on. We watched it on mute. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's, which is the way it was meant to be seen. Anyway, we're talking about TV. So, yeah, did everyone watch Dark Materials last week? Yes, yes and I don't know yeah. how I feel about it just yet. Me either. Um, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. I will say it's it's very exceptionally shot. Um, it looks wonderful. Tom Hooper, uh, Oscar winner for, was it The King's Speech? You know what also he's doing. <laughs> what is he doing, James? Cats, baby! Woo! Cats! Definitely. As far as I can, is so everything Tom Hooper's ever done to me has been trash garbage. That's a hyperbole. Really? I think John King's Adams? Speech, I think King's Speech was fine. I like John Adams a lot. Um, I never saw, admittedly never saw all of John Adams. Les Mis? Les Mis is not good. It's very, um, very attached to theater, this guy. But, uh, but Cats is going to be a huge success. Okay. And this show, when I saw his name... Only got me more excited for this and cats because that's how cats excitement. Do you works think there's a possible them. crossover when the bears come, the cats are going to come? We got talking animals in both. I think it's entirely possible. <laughs> um, but no, yeah. So he directed the entire series or just the just first the first episode? two episodes? He's, of Dark he's like the you know they, David that's Fincher what they, of the they 
yeah, they the, get a well, name. That's what they do anymore for these huge shows. They'll get a person who's well known, or at least well known, it for people that know directors well, to mm. start out a show, you know give it why. a visual look, selling points. Oh, David well, Fincher. Well, no, yeah. the director who directs the first episode of any television show gets paid for every yeah. episode that is ever made. So you can entice big name directors to get on board, even if they're not the showrunner or co-creator or anything. Gotcha. They can but still you, cash they, in for they, they'll, they'll direct the first episode and kind of work in tandem with the other series directors to establish the tone, and then hmm. never have to direct a single episode of the show ever again, get and they get, they get paid out for every, yeah. every episode. This is tangentially related, but I was thinking about the Benioff Weiss Star Wars Netflix thing. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if, like, because they don't have huge directing credits prior to Game of Thrones, and they didn't direct a lot of Game of Thrones episodes. But they wrote Gemini Man. <laughs> they wrote Gemini <laughs> well, Man. Half of them wrote it. But I, I was thinking, like, I wonder if d- the idea of directing a feature that's on the scale of Star Wars felt too intimidating. But then the thought of, like, showrunning a series, a Netflix series, and maybe directing an episode but then having other directors come in and direct the other ones felt more manageable to them. Probably. Sounds like more work. Managing really? I don't, I, I don't know. To, to show run a whole season of a show sound, if, seems very, if, very complex But if you're not confident me. as a director and like, I, I don't I, know. I, I get what you're saying, I think. Like, I, I watched that Making of the Dark Crystal series that's mm-hmm. on Netflix, which I know you guys were pushing for me to finish it. Finally did it. Great show. Please watch The Dark Crystal. Um, but the fact that they had one director for the entire, oh. for all ten episodes, yeah. not only any direct, not just any I, director. And I looked it up, and people people kept saying, like, "We got the director of the Hulk." I'm like, "Wait, which Hulk?" <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the director of the Incredible Hulk and the Transporter one and two, and yeah. Clash oh. of the Titans That's and right. Wrath of the Titans. I met him when I worked at Attack of the Show. He came in to promote Incredible Hulk, and then I was like his liaison, so I like hung out with him for the afternoon. Super nice guy. Oh, really damn. loves the dish on Ed Norton. At really knows. Uh, no, not really. He, no. uh, well, but apparently this guy is like, he's chill, he's really cool, and then they're like, yeah, he's never really worked with puppets before, mm-hmm. and the, he directed the puppets like humans. Like, <laughs> just watching behind the he scenes stuff is it? great. He's like very, like, he's very patient with the puppets. Mm-hmm. He, <laughs> he, he treats them as equals. Well, there is yeah. a, pu- a human beneath that puppet. <laughs> yeah, but I think that, that, and all the people, all the producers, like all the Netflix executive stuff are like, yeah, typically you don't have one director on all ten episodes, but he insisted, mm-hmm. and you see him like moving the puppets and he's editing the video, I'm like d- slapping a puppet. Yeah, like he <laughs> must be going through a divorce or something. Like he, just <laughs> he doesn't realize he can have yeah. other people do jobs. They're like, you don't have to sleep on the editing couch. He's like, no, that's cool. <laughs> I'll figure it out. But um, no, so it, dark crystal, dark crystal, <laughs> dark sorry. materials, dark materials, wrong dark, too it's many the, darks. It's so, the, so what is it? Dark. Why is it that you're unsure about it, Elise? So I'll stop turning. it. It doesn't exactly fall into the issues that the film adap- adaptation did, but I'm concerned that they're setting up certain characters just because they want to do big reveals for the audience that's unfamiliar with the books. Mm-hmm. Like, spoiler, if you don't know the books. Oh, yeah. Uh, big, big spoiler in general. I think everything we'll be talking yeah. about on the show probably will spoil the uh, first couple episodes or even for Dark, materi- or Dark Materials or Watchmen or whatever we yeah. talk about. Just a heads up. Lord Asriel... Uh, this Playboy James James McAvoy. They're making him out to be a pretty like nice dude, <coughs> nice dude, caring dude. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if that's because they want the reveal to the audience to be like, actually, he's kind of a monster. You know, it seems like they're 
Mm-hmm. Who's the bigger monster, him or Mrs. Coulter? They both are. Yeah, isn't she like? Bad. Isn't she under some sort of mind control or something? I've only read the Wikipedia. Uh, I don't know. No, no. she's no, just right. shitty. She's under the spell I, of uh, Daniel Craig's she's, beautiful she's eyes. She's bought into the James propaganda McAvoy. machine huh? or whatever. Uh, I, I do think the acting is is pretty wonderful. James McAvoy's awesome. Uh, Daphne Keene. I think children actors are always, always hit or miss, and she's kicking ass in my yeah, opinion. She's great. It, it is interesting because, like, if you've, I, I saw the Golden Compass movie not too long ago after I read all the books, and there were some things that were like really good about it, like some of the casting in the movie. I was like, oh, it's really good. Like Ian McKellen as York Bjornsson, mm-hmm. Nicole Kidman as Mrs. Coulter is way more how I imagined her. Than uh, Ruth Wilson. Than Ruth Wilson. I like not Ruth to say Wilson that Ruth Wilson isn't doing a great job. Um, Ava Green as Serafina Pecola. Like mm. I don't. I don't even know who's who. Serafina Pecola is. In. Uh, James Corden. Okay, James <laughs> Corden. <Got it. laughs> Thank you, Tom Hooper, for bringing mm-hmm. it back. Um, but the little girl is way better mm-hmm. in the show. Yeah. Um, she's way better. Yeah. Um, and I think Daniel, Daniel Craig fits the asshole Lord. Asriel mm-hmm. more, yeah. but in that's why I'm wondering if they want James McAvoy to be this big reveal. But like Nicole Kidman, she doesn't look at how as how she's described in the books. In the books, like I think she has dark hair, mm-hmm. but Nicole Kidman gives off very much this vibe of like, oh, you could see why you would trust this woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're like you're like drawn to her, yeah. Like, charisma. Ruth Wilson you know does come across as like menacing, mm-hmm. like well, and, yeah. and kind of crazy. Well, you see her as like a, a mother figure, and the next thing you know, her uh, her golden monkey is strangling your your, uh, <laughs> your little hymen. I mean, pymen. What's his name? Uh, Pantalymen. Pantalymen. Oh, th- I will say Pantalimen. one thing. I wasn't crazy about the first episode of the show is. I'm not crazy about having another child actor be the voice of the demon. Oh. Uh, I would almost I, rather yeah. a professional adult voice actor doing a kid's voice. I, I thought the, the voice, voice was distracting. Because yeah. I can't tell the difference between when Pantalaimon's talking and when Roger's talking. Or they, Agreed. Kids just sound like kids, but adults can make themselves sound like different kinds of kids. Mm. And thus far in the show, maybe I'll get used to it eventually, like they are already downplaying a lot the demon relationship. You know, like in the books, it's every other thought she has, she's running it by him and he's going, I don't think we should go here. Like while they're going around Oxford, Jordan College and stuff, we shouldn't be here, Lyra. Like there's all this playful banter back and forth which really showcases the relationship between a demon and a human being. Um, Which is one of the more interesting concepts that the whole series has. Yeah, yeah. But that, that was the first thing I read where I'm like, they can't make this into a movie. The, of course, the movie had already exists existed by the time I read it, and but in that that's, that's such an expensive thing. Was, yeah. The show looks consider. extraordinarily expensive when they're in a room with several people that all have their animals <laughs> flying around and mm-hmm. birds and everything. Yeah. It, it must be extraordinarily pricey. But yeah. it, the book makes it feel like there's a relationship there. Thus far, the show has just made it feel like yeah, there's animals that hang around. Sometimes, <laughs> you know, there's basically just ferrets and birds. You know? Yeah, you have and familiars they, more than you have. And they yeah. only really ever say yeah. anything when she's, like, specifically addressing them. So, like, you know, what do you think? And go, and then it's a kid's voice. I wish they had gotten, like, Tom Kinney to do the voice of Pantalimon mm-hmm. or something like that. Well, it shouldn't have an adult voice, though. No, But you want Tom Kinney to it's do a kid's voice? It's like Rugrats, okay, right? I got you. Yeah. You know, 
So, like, or Howie oh, Mandel so, doing Bobby's World. Exactly. <laughs> Give me a Howie Mandel. Yeah, something excruciating. <laughs> oh, oh, say, <laughs> that's how he sounds. It basically, is horrible. Scary. One of the things that's it's really weird about it too is a lot of times the creature's head's so small that you can't see its mouth moving. Yeah. So the voice, you don't necessarily know where the voice is coming from. I wonder Wait. if that's a VFX strategy. Yeah. <laughs> like, it could probably. be. Yeah. It, 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 I'm again not a not an aficionado on Tom Hooper, but. The movies that I have seen of him, he doesn't focus on the details. He shoots Maybe the production design. He shoots everything so broadly. Mm-hmm. Like everything is so broad and it feels like it's not lacking in style, but I think if you want to get like a shot of that golden monkey, like going, you need to choose to, act, you need to actively choose that. It can't be an mm-hmm. afterthought. And the demons in this show thus far seem like an afterthought. James McAvoy is just so charming. He is. He's so charming. He is, yeah. I think uh, all the world stuff, like the subtle hints, like when you see like a wide of London and you see, or Oxford or whatever. Yeah. Like, like you the, see. The world is really, I could watch a whole show about this weird Oxford. Where you're like, give me a flooded. coffee table The book. flooded part was really I, neat. Especially. I always thought it was weird with the books how they, they start with the Asriel plane of existence or whatever, and then it where it moves on to, which the movie completely forgot to even mention. <laughs> I thought that was a more interesting thing is when it gets to the second book and then it, it's almost like going from Dark Tower 1 to 2 where you go, whoa, holy shit. Like, it, it was kind of weird that you start with the weird steampunk universe or what is it? It's it, They use some, what are they called? The lights? I don't know. They have, Everything has a weird, uh, like a menthol light or something. Like everything's got a weird, they do a lot of world building in the first book and the first story which is almost a little intimidating, mm-hmm. I think. Whereas the second one I think is it sort of grounds it a bit more. Let's take them to and then it kind of combines. World. Yeah, it's. I'm I'm curious for that reveal. I, I just want to see how how it ends. What's so, the matter? What you, what's wrong? What's I'm wrong? not super familiar with the show. I do remember uh, very little bit about the movie. But how is Lin Manuel Miranda supposed to be this cool sky cowboy? Don't know. Like, is this uh, uh, people that are more familiar with this character? Is this miscast? If they can, if they can sell me. On Lin Manuel Miranda, that will be the greatest trick the devil has ever pulled. <laughs> even though yeah. he doesn't exist in I mean, this world, no, there's but, only uh, God or Matron or nothing. Matterhorn. I, I, I like Lin Manuel Miranda, but he is literally described as Sam Elliott <laughs> yes. in the book. Like it's everything minus the part where he goes, he goes, the Mafellas, they look like this, and it's Sam Elliott as, as Lee Scorsese. If you, I think if he had been interested getting Sam Elliott, I don't, uh, well, but then I also think about it and I'm like, in this adaptation, would Sam Elliott have felt natural in the ad- adaptation? Would he have felt natural in the James well, McAvoy adaptation? I don't there's know. There's nothing dangerous or to cool me, or scary about this To me, Lin-Manuel Miranda he's always, a feminine. He's he a always feels boy. like he's yes. acting for Stage. It's exactly. like when you just that shot they just showed in this trailer we're watching, where he's he's rubbing the mm-hmm. he's scrubbing the counter. It feels like someone doing over the top theater acting. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I expect like, him to start singing watch him, at watch any him point. Like, yeah, it doesn't fe- it doesn't fe- well, like. He, did you, if you even in that shot, it looked like his hat was gonna fall off, and he went, oh uh, yeah, I don't hat. know. Like it's like Sam Elliott, they just hit the nail on the head. Oh, mm-hmm. I haven't haven't seen him yet. He hasn't appeared yeah. in the show yet. I will say. That just off the top of my head, and this is you know you can you can fantasy cast all you want to. Speaking of Sam Elliott, Bradley Cooper as Elise Scoresby mm-hmm. probably could have worked. Doing a Sam Elliott. He's got, Kevin gruff, he, he's got some gruffness. 
I Any, mean, yeah, maybe anybody, even Kevin Costner. Anybody that's played a cowboy before. It, someone who looks like they have a past. Oh, a Kurt Russell? Yeah, Kurt, Kurt Russell. Like, like, I mean, there's a lot of people. Haven't seen it. Maybe he's great. Maybe they've translated. He could be great. <laughs> I'm a big fan of adaptation and not feeling like the, the rules that are defined in the book are the rules you have to follow. Mm-hmm. But everything else that we've seen thus far seems pretty, with the exception of the relationship we t- between demons and humans, is like pretty much to the book. Um, Samuel L. Jackson. I mean, sure. Could have been Lee That's, Scoresby. He, he I mean, refuses think, to think, run. Think about him in Hateful Eight. Yeah, there's, he wouldn't have run. There's another thing about the show. <laughs> Look at just <laughs> the <laughs> casting in general is pretty diverse, and I kind of dig it. That might be what like, they're going for. They well, I, just like they're just like it doesn't matter. Like it, it's a fantasy world. It doesn't matter. So even with like the Egyptians, which are like kind of described as this like. What like Viking meets Gypsy? I didn't. That's one thing race. I didn't understand them at all. Like, yeah, I had no idea whatever. what was I going on. There snow people. I thought they were supposed to be like the parallel for like the Roma. I thought basically. I assumed they were just gypsies. Well, can't say they, that word anymore. And not Egyptians. They're these like water bait. They don't not lower class. They live on the river. Good. That's the what old, like they I'm have like a house the show. An old castle. A traveling people. The p- people without it. Like, I was the, very like the Roma. That was my big negative on this. On that pilot episode was I had no idea what was going on with well I'll, I would say the big thing about the mis, misstep in the first episode is that when it cuts to it they don't look any different they don't look like they're struggling they don't look like they're in any sort of different socioeconomic status I mean they are less white who are up in there kind of but even the woman who loses her son spoiler who loses Billy she's that's like she just looks like a regular woman, just yeah. like a regular lady. Yeah, but I mean that's a kind cuckoo. of it's like the Roma in Europe in our world, where like they maybe aren't impoverished. Some are, but then like they just don't always have opportunities. I, like I mean, I I just watching it, I was like, I feel like people aren't going to have any idea what this group is or what's going on because it just feels like another group of people and not a different group of people. And Dan saying like he was confused about them and I what their intention it. is. Man, Seems like that may be part of it, you know. I haven't watched the show yet, but I can't believe they're actually spoiling <laughs> the oh. what, oh, the, the what the it is. If you with don't the know what it means, it doesn't matter. I guess. I mean, it's pretty obvious in yeah. there. Westworld but. spoils its. Self in, the, does it? in the intro too. I don't ever feel like they which do. the first one or the second one because well, I gotta watch this again now. What are you talking about? I feel like Westworld will it shows show the two worlds mirroring uh, each other. Oh, with the multiple parallel universe yeah. thing, which is fine because I was like, oh, it's showing Lyra walking next to a boy. Interesting because they're the parallel paths and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Whatever, they're all dust. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm jury's still out on it for me. I, th- I find it's it's good TV. Like it's it's oh, high yeah. high level, very well executed. I haven't watched it yet. Um, I'm also I'm just behind. Um, there's, there's that a lot watchmen. going on. I'm I'm the weirdo in the room watching Mr. Robot. So <laughs> uh, last season, hope you're enjoying. It. Also, was it Good Place? This is the last season of that? Oh, too. that's great. I mean, yeah, Good Place is always great. Yeah. So th- I heard there's a legendary. Uh, was it last season? Mr. Robot did a one take episode. Yeah, that was the year of the one take. I mean, rough. I doubt they did it one take. But so this year they do they do like a silent. Episode? They did a mostly silent, which I think well, pretty sorry, compelling dialogue list okay. episode. Characters still talk to each other through text or through like eye movement and stuff, but um, it sort of makes up for the previous episode that a lot of people were a little upset about. Uh, it was kind of a weird episode, but the director was like, "Don't worry, it's all gonna make sense. It's fine." And they did this episode where, as far as I know, as, I don't know if it's ever been done before in TV or maybe there's a movie out there where like there's almost zero dialogue. That's and pretty cool. Inside the, number nine has that episode with the paint, the, the thieves. 
Yeah, yeah. that's actually um, that another was only, show you that was only a favorites. half hour though, right? Yeah. Yeah, this was a this is a forty four or you know an hour long episode, which is like a lot of its action, a lot of its hacking, a lot of a lot of stuff that's just being done through action. And I was telling James about it. I'm like, I think you might be able to watch this episode on its own. Really? And appreciate hmm. it. Yeah, like. It doesn't ma- come across as gimmicky or, or like they're out of ideas. I, so they're or, doing something silly. Can I watch the John Lithgow season of Dexter on its own? <laughs> that's what I, I've heard. That's you, all I want to watch. I've heard that you could. Show. I mean, look, Dexter one, season one, pretty good. Dexter season two, not good. Is that not the John Lithgow season two? Is it Two's four? Not. Is the John Lithgow season? I think it is. Right? Yeah, the the Trinity. How long do they make that show? We have to focus Seven on TV season. that's out now, okay. not TV <laughs> that was there then. Dexter yeah, so available think, now on DVD. You think I could just watch that and appreciate it? Yeah. And when I'd, are we gonna do this? When are you gonna have time? We yeah. have to finish last eight Jedi. seasons of Dexter. Or eight seasons. Of Dexter. Yeah, but everyone says notoriously the worst like the ending four. of any TV show ever. Possibly yeah. turns out he's a serial killer. It's a twist. <laughs> But he, it's his, his dark passenger. He has to channel. I only watched. Uh, yeah, I only got through two so, seasons. So Mr. Robot, last season, is it good? Do you think they're going to tie it up and make you happy? Or does it already feel Game of Thronesy where it's starting to lose oh, itself? Oh, no. I think it's 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 going to definitely. I think it's going to stay. I don't know. I can't, I can't say. But so far, it feels like it's going to stay true to what the show set out to do, which is basically be Fight Club 2.0. Yeah. It's... Um, Divided by the USA Network. Man, it it's probably the best show USA has made since, what, Silk Stockings? Yeah. Uh, uh, my yeah. only problem Weird science? is Pacific that, like, Blue. Well, Pacific Blue. there's so much TV to watch, and by the time I get home and, like, make dinner or I have to go to the store or get whatever, mm-hmm. there's no time left it, it's, to watch it. I, I tend to – the show has to be really good to basically keep me on track or it's mm-hmm. got to be short because no you're right it's I'm digging short recently to yeah. tell you the well, truth well because I got tricked into watching uh, that Stephen King Hulu show <laughs> that was a segue <laughs> that, I was trying to set up a segue man oh <laughs> shit you I'm <laughs> I can't damn it. You I need to like I start it again. Oh, yeah. Sorry, what were you going to say? Yours? I'll, I can start it again if you want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's keep going. Um, my <laughs> only problem. <laughs> no, I'm still done. No, no, it's, no. All, it's all good. So um, I want to tell you guys a little bit about HelloFresh, one of our sponsors this week. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. Uh, you can get easy seasonal recipes with pre-measured ingredients delivered right to your door. All you have to do is cook and enjoy. HelloFresh is home-cooked meals made simple. They make cooking delicious meals at home a reality, regardless of your comfort in the kitchen. From step-by-step recipes to pre-measured ingredients, you'll have everything you need to get a wow-worthy dinner on the table in just about 30 minutes. Say goodbye to endless grocery store trips and takeout food. HelloFresh has you covered. With HelloFresh, you will make deliciousness part of your every week. Break out of your dinner rut with HelloFresh's 20-plus seasonal chef-curated recipes each week. There's something for everyone, from family recipes to calorie smart and vegetarian, and fun menu series like Hall of Fame and Kraft Burgers. HelloFresh is flexible and fits your lifestyle. Add extra meals to your weekly order, as well as yummy add-ons like garlic bread and cookie dough. You can easily change your delivery days, food preferences, and skip a week whenever you need to. I personally love how easy HelloFresh makes preparing dinner. I know that I can have something hot and tasty on the table for my family in about half an hour. I don't have to hunt down a recipe or tangle with a grocery store. HelloFresh takes care of the hard stuff. I'm a taco dude, and they always have great new spins on tacos, like Southwest beef tacos or pork and poblano tacos, both favorites of mine. I really dig learning new techniques, like quick pickling veg or making a fast crema for a simple way to add that next level to my meals. So for a limited time only, you can get nine free meals with HelloFresh. Go to HelloFresh.com filmhouse9 and enter promo code filmhouse9. 
That's a little bit different than normal. HelloFresh.com slash Filmhouse9, promo code Filmhouse9. And thanks, HelloFresh, for bringing us here this week to talk about TV. Uh, mostly new stuff, but also old stuff like Castle Rock, which Adam was tricked into watching. Well, the new so season. To talk about. The new season. About Castle Rock. Well, the new season of that came out. And people were like, no, no, no. They learned from that one, from the first season. I was like, don't do that to me. I thought the first season was f- just fine. Ending really bummed me out. The end of the fucking world had a new season just People start. also said they should have just stopped that. Castle I Rock? S- I haven't seen any of oh, uh, End of the Fucking World, but end of the fucking they world. said the second season is like, bad. Is it? Uh, I haven't started it. I haven't seen any of it. I thought it. the first season was pretty good. I, re- I read the comic book years ago and it mm. creep disturbed me so much it's pretty dark, that like, right? I almost wanted to throw it away. Like I thought it was really gross and creepy. Oh. Oh. Dan's cool. all about censorship. <laughs> I'm not. I just. Throw it away? I did I'll not. Throw it. Hand it. Give it to me. I'll throw okay. it away. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. I just, it was just creepy. It was. It was weird. I don't know how they did on the television adaptation, but oh, I thought I it was. Oh, I didn't really get that. It was fucking dark. Whoa. It was dark, but it wasn't. Language. It seemed like a justified dark okay. kind of thing. Okay. So, um, HBO's other big hit right now uh, is Watchmen. Mm. Has everyone here watched Watchmen? I've seen. The two of two of the three episodes, right? There's three episodes. Who there's here watches the watch? <laughs> there's three episodes. I've only seen the pilot. Not worried about spoilers, but the audience there should be aware of spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, just caution. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, for someone who hasn't watched it yet. <laughs> Damn it, Adam. <laughs> what? I was watching Mr. Robot through and through. <laughs> yeah. You thought this was a Dark Crystal discussion. They no speak. I know here. You can you can spoil the show for me. It's fine. I'm just I'm more curious. Probably. For someone who hasn't watched it yet, does it actually does it take place in the comic book or the it, movie universe? It, it follows the comic <laughs> book on, universe. The movie is pretty close to the comic book. Uh, there's a big change. Well, at it's the end. it's all uh, the big difference is the ending. Where one of the big differences in the comic in the in Zack Snyder's film is the ending, mm-hmm. where uh, Ozzy Mandis's plan in the comic was he gets this kind of telekinetic <laughs> space squid yeah. uh, teleports to, to, into Manhattan and kills you know millions of people. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to unite the entire human race behind a common cause of an alien invasion. That's mm-hmm. his big plan. Spoilers for the Watchmen comic. Um, you should read it, by the way. It's probably it one of the best things ever. Um, but anyway, they continued that storyline, I believe. From, yeah, there, from the things I've heard. There's, there's references the squid, to not... squid stuff. There, there's a little oh. bit of squid stuff. And there isn't a ton of animosity between the world and Dr. Manhattan, it would appear. Correct. Which I, I, I don't remember. The end of the movie blames Dr. Manhattan. The, Dr. Okay, Manhattan. it's they, like his they, nuclear they use weapon his or something. Power. They, the the Ozymandias recreates his power and makes it appear as though Dr. Manhattan blew up New York mm-hmm. because he was pissed off about giving people cancer. <laughs> <laughs> Which I honestly didn't mm. hate the change. It's not the Come worst change. Me. It makes a little bit more sense than a giant squid st- thing. Slightly disagree. Uh, it definitely makes more realistic sense. Yeah. I don't see it, that uniting the world and ending the arms race and yeah. stopping nuclear Armageddon from I'm, happening. Unlike Alan Moore. The squid, you see him doing I that? I enjoyed though? the movie. It's a, like an alien invasion. Would would unite people more? I don't know. I, don't I, know. I thought Doctor Manhattan made more sense. Yeah. He was a, he was a known logical sense. Yes, a known thing that was supposed to, was like almost an ant creating an antagonist for the whole world. Anyway, anyway. So having oh, this is not the TV show. Anyway, that's fine. Um, I'll talk about the movie. Uh, so so it does take it's it takes place. I would say I, I would only having curious. seen the pilot, I don't see a lot of Watchmen. Like this could have just been its own show. That's like it didn't need to be the Watchmen. A little really? bit how I feel. It does especially in episode two, it does start directly referencing things from Watchmen in a much more like in your face way. Okay. Mm-hmm. I still, 
it's it sucks because like I do want to appreciate the themes and what the show is doing, but the parts that I'm actually genuinely interested in are when they are directly referencing those Watchmen things. Because, like, uh, I mean, it it does one of those things where a a lot of Watchmen was in its time in the 80s, in the politics of the 80s. And and Lindelof, what he did that was clever with the show is takes our American politics now, Mm -hmm. which are heavily involved with race relations, and makes that seemingly, from only watching the pilot, the major thematic crux of the show is about race and race Mm -hmm. relations. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, there's, um, there's also which I think is very, very law clever. Enforcement. Law enforcement. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of, cops, there are and, of law, yeah. cops versus civilians kind of thing. Um, and uh, the the politics seem very confusing in the show. Also, you know, I've only seen one episode, so I don't know where they're going with it. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the show, I, jury's still out for me on the show. I'm going to keep watching it mm-hmm. um, because it's extremely well made. Yeah, it looks great. I actually think some of the production design is really great. I think some of the acting is hit or miss. Acting um, is hit or miss. Except for Nash fucking Bridges. Well, he's great. Um, <laughs> and Tim Blake Nelson. I, I really, really, really love Tim Blake Nelson and everything he's in. Yeah. And um, it's, it was a delight to see him pop in. Because I didn't really look into anything about the show before it came out. And yeah, yeah. He was kind of a surprise. But I still, like Elise said, am only really like draw like pulled into the show when it starts talking about Watchmen stuff that I'm yeah. aware of. There's some things that it's kind of building. It's building its own lore. But thus far, for me, nothing it's come up with as original comes even close to what the other one had no. that was cool. And also, I was hoping that it would just not give me any of that so I wouldn't be able to compare it like directly. But in the this show there is a TV show that's being promoted very heavily, um, which is the story of Hooded Justice. Okay. And it's like promoted on He's one on of the Minutemen from the original Yeah, yeah he's one of the he, original Minutemen. Yeah, he was Russian, he was a closet homosexual, and he had a pretty like tragic death. Was he Russian or German? Or Austrian? I, uh, oh, maybe... I think he was maybe Austrian. He's, I don't know he was Russian. Anyway, <laughs> either way, I, say, was that even him? Was that a strong they, man? They These mention? are things that the show within the show discusses, and I'm very invested in. <laughs> yeah. And there's one sequence it's, where they show a, f- a fight scene of Hooded Justice in episode two from that show, and I was fucking yeah, in it's it. Yeah, great. I was in it, and it was awesome. So the action and, was good? And then, well, but then it went back out to the show, and I was like, oh, I'm less interested in this. So you want to watch the show within the show? I do really. I do really. Okay. Is, this, is this like a Fargo situation, Fargo season one, where... The show is like, it takes place in the Fargo universe, maybe. And then they do something where they go, they show just a little bit that connects it to the movie, but no. it was enough to it's, go. Uh, it's no. very clearly, you know, with, especially with all the Rorschach stuff. It, like, it's, it's very clearly it's, it's the explicit. same. Rorschach. They, Rorschach. They explicitly state, I mean, pretty much that they're, they should give you some other context because in Watchmen, you kind of only get one point of view on America and it's through the superhero initiative kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So you do get other cool stuff, like you get to see um, you know, ra- what race relations looked like pre-Vietnam and stuff well, like that. Th- that was um, maybe one of the more, I'm sorry, keep going. No, no, I was I, gonna go off on a tangent. No, it's, it's okay, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so one of the more fascinating parts of the show is the way it opened um, and educated me about a, a part of American history I didn't know about, which was the Tulsa race massacre. Mm-hmm. Some people call it a riot. Seems like there was a lot of murder to me. But um, I was listening to NPR when the show came out, and Lindelof said he was reading Ta-Nehisi Coates' book um, about reparations or the argument for reparations. But anyway, 
I think it's really cool that a show like this, Watchmen, it's about superheroes, but it actually educated me about American history, mm-hmm. part of American history I didn't know about. Mm-hmm. Pretty dark and scary time, actually. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think that's a, a cool thing to do in a sort of superhero show on yeah. HBO is to educate people about American history. That's, I don't know. That is really interesting. But it does it in such a way that you're like, is this alternative history? Like, well, that, that's unless the clever you take part that extra it. step to go and go, like, to actually research it like yourself. I think a lot of people are just going to think it's a fictional it's made up. part of the show. I think that makes it more fascinating, that it, it, it seems so surreal that people would not even know it's real. The one thing I do really appreciate about it is that it's scaffolded in a world where the the watchmen are either like condemned or iconicized so the the so so society is shaped by them existing and i love when media or, or like cinema or comics do this because one of my favorite fan theories is that uh, in the T- Tarantino universe because hitler was uh murdered in a, a, a movie, movie theater, theater yeah. that's <laughs> why everyone's Obsessed, you know, with, obsessed movies. with movies. That's like so I, cool. And like I love that you know the the dynamics that you do see playing out in society are attributed to like the fascination with this era of Watchmen and everything. Like I, th- I think that's a really cool way to, to structure the show. So okay, uh, this is I'm trying to figure out as someone hasn't watched yeah. the show yet. It takes place. It, it's it's in the world where Rorschach dropped off the yes the thing the newspaper ran his thing yeah not well, just any newspaper it was the new frontiersman which was a conservative newspaper okay oh, so so that was one question i have about the show is is tying rorschach's craziness to what is essentially alt-right white supremacist group yeah, in the it's tv be- show it's, it's because that that connection is a stretch for me a little bit why is that i don't Think I think Rorschach would have beaten the shit out of a bunch yeah, of white supremacists. But that's what that's the one thing I actually like about the show is it's that like it doesn't matter his what's said. People have just it's it's the Bible, it's the right? Like it, it just matters. Whatever. It matters more on who gets their hands on it yeah. and the perspective, the lens through which they they filter it. Twisting than it does the truth. what's actually said. So I was, I was listening to a thing yesterday about the guy who coined deep state, or he's not the guy who coined it. He read it in another book, and he's like, "That's not what I meant by deep state." You've run away and done something different with yeah. it, but it's like it's no longer what his intention was. So I was like, "That does happen even recently," where like, yeah, that probably I could see. I don't know, even our founding fathers seeing what we've done with our own country and be like, yeah. no, 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 that's that's not what we meant. We're like, we're doing this for you, George. So I guess that is a, a fascinating way to think about it, is just the way you can take information, twist it for whatever needs or goals you might have for and it. And then apply be, be careful, it. If, you, if you haven't seen it all, watching much of what I'm showing, because I think this mm-hmm. might be spoiler-heavy. Um, I, I have no idea what's going on. I mean, it's, <laughs> I'm, it's, yeah. I'm, it's I'm, a wacky show. Like, I, I dig it for its strangeness, it, honestly. It is very strange. Um, I would say it's like a half step between regular television and um, Legion. Okay. <laughs> In terms of weirdness, like, and just having asides. And it does feel a lot like Damon Lindelof will be like, what am I into right now? Mm-hmm. That's and, a- then, and, then, and then he'll go like, ah, I'm going to put that, like, I'm reading this book. I'm going to put that in. Mm-hmm. I'm watching this show. I'm going to put that in. Oh, I saw a cool news story. I'm going to put that in. And I think it makes it a very eclectic thing. I don't know how coherent it feels, especially the way episode two ends. You're like, what? I kind of like, worry about that. You just thought that was that. cool. Honestly, I, th- I think he's got a little bit of a legacy of not of, of throwing cool shit at you. Audience assuming that it's going to come together in a coherent way at some point, and now it's just like never ever the plan. It's just mm-hmm. the plan was to throw cool shit at the screen. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, so that worries me a little rocket. bit. Um, I, I believe they've said that the first season of the show is a self-contained story. 
Mm-hmm. I th- feel like I read I, that somewhere. Listen, I'm not sure. David Maybe Lindelof the audience can correct after me. After Lost, I think was like never again. <laughs> and then he made. Uh, and then he made Leftovers. No, what's the mo- the Ridley Scott Alien prequel? Oh, uh, Prometheus. Then I he mean, made Prometheus, and he was like, okay, now never again. Well, he was um, one but, of like nine writers on but that. So still, I think I would say that he probably has after Leftovers. He probably has a pretty good idea where he wants things to go but with was this. It leftovers, but, someone else's story. It's he, a book. It's adapted yeah. from a book. It's based so on he's getting credit. Yeah, but this is also I don't know based how much on he, something. I don't like, know how much he matters. changed in Leftovers or <laughs> expanded. I don't but, know. I, don't, I, I didn't see any of it. But he, like, I think what he probably likes to do is he goes, okay, well, now I have a beginning. It feels like the show has a beginning and an end. And then he ha- left a lot of blank space for stuff that he thinks is cool and stuff for people, for other writers to have fun with or things for him to have fun with or things for him to throw in is what it feels like the show is going to be. Hmm. Um, which, if you're like a diehard Watchmen fan, you might not get much out of this. No. You might be like me watching it and going like, ah, that's what I wanted as would, it passes by the window. <laughs> would Alan Moore enjoy this? No. Oh, <laughs> no. He like cursed him. He hates okay. it all. But Alan I, Moore, whatever. Alan Moore, uh, whatever. He's, want, he's, he's, they they fucked him. They screwed him over. Alan Moore right. should own the Watchmen. He should have gotten paid for this. Like he didn't should. He, this should he be give his it thing. Up, though? No. <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> they, th- I they, thought he said like I DC won't. tricked him. Essentially, yeah. they're like oh. the the story as I understand it is they're like go you and Dave Gibbons. Dave signs off on all of this. By the way, I think he's fine with everything. He seems like a chill guy and less insane. But the way I understand it is Alan Moore, Dave Gibbons, the, DC said go make this thing. Once the comics go out of print, it's yours. So go put your blood, your sweat, your tears, work your heart out on this thing because it's going to be yours once it goes out of print. Mm -hmm. And the tricky thing was they kind of juked it around so it it just never went out of print. It never, Mm -hmm. ever has ever gone out of print. But in that time and day, you got one or two printings of a comic book and it was out of print forever. Mm-hmm. That's that's why they mm-hmm. used to be valuable because they were rare. They went out they, of print. You never got a new. They one. essentially made it too well. Yeah, they, they made it too well. <laughs> it was too successful, and because it was too successful, they got none of it. But so actually, the moral of the story is: if you're going to sign a contract with a company, get a lawyer to look at it. Co- you know, mm-hmm. that get a fucking lawyer to look at your contract. I Don't just, just sign it. I just want to like sit down with Al Moore and be like, "What do you like?" Like, what do you I just, just want to be something I, weird where he's like, I only watch I, Lazy Town. I would be <laughs> cool. The thing is, it, it, honestly, it's not like Alan Moore goes to the, kicks down the door of his favorite newspaper and says, let me tell you how much I don't like this. Mm-hmm. He, he has to sit in his house quietly. Castle. Like looking at snakes and playing with snakes yeah. or whatever. We're worshiping and a snake god. And then someone comes to him and goes, Alan, Alan, what do you think of the new Watchmen thing? And he goes, why are you in my lawn? Yes, fuck off. Get, <laughs> like, get fuck out of here get before off. I And he's like, you hear that? Or... He hates it. Like, yeah. that's probably more of this relationship. I hate, I hate every single time something happens, they're like, what does Alan Moore think? It's mm-hmm. like, he he wants to be left alone. He's also he's a I'm grumpy sure. old man. Yeah. You don't ask him. He won't have a comment. Doesn't matter. Well, so I want to ask him about things he has nothing to do with. <laughs> oh well, yeah, <laughs> like, that's better. Like Mr. Short Moore, materials. what do you mean about Mr. Robot? Did yeah. you like that episode? Did you see that? They <laughs> barely <laughs> talked. <laughs> anyway, watch. It doesn't um, matter because Mr. Robot's ending. But, but it's a good, I would good just season. say, final thoughts. That based off the trailer, there's a lot of potential for the show. Yeah. There's a lot of hints at something, some bigger stuff happening. I'm still a little confused about Ozymandias. Um, because why is he British? But um, <laughs> well, he's like German or something. Well, isn't his he? parents were German, but he's he grew, he's always kind. Of, he grew up in the U.S. Yeah. There's no establishing of that. Was a weird thing about the movie though, too. I was like, why are they make him sound evil? He's well, just found like a dude. There is something in the show that they're already doing better than that movie did, and 
which case the characters aren't super powered at all. Like in the mm-hmm. in the movie, they were all a little super strong, mm-hmm. which kind of mm-hmm. takes away from the reality based heroes that you know a lot of the themes are based around. That's how Zack Snyder gets hard. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Slow motion punching through a wall. Yeah. But it, uh, at least in the first episode, the superheroes uh, are just normal people wearing masks. There's some Is magic it? martial arts. Oh. In episode two, but at least. Yeah, she knows they're kung like, fu or something, They're like right? the absolute undis- undisputed best MMA fighters of all time. Mm. So there is, there but is some are they that. like Are they breaking the laws of physics? Are they like punching through walls with hands? No, but I mean, would you really use a backspinning roundhouse kick in a fight <laughs> no. unless you were a superhero? I guess so, the guy, they have to make it a show, right? They yeah, gotta, yeah. They've got to put action fine. scenes I don't think, in it. it doesn't, it doesn't blow anything for me. Watching it, I wasn't like, ah. Um, but... Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna let it, yeah. let it simmer a little bit. I will it's watch made more too of it. well to disregard. Definitely. Exactly. I, and I, I do think wh- whatever he's saying or doing politically is is interesting. Uh-huh. I, don't, I don't know what he's saying yet. Yeah. But but especially like there there's a scene, uh, spoilers in the first episode where uh, a cop is pulling over some random redneck. Mm-hmm. And he's got to call in and get authorization to pull his gun out of this electronically locked holster. Mm-hmm. And that concept, I, I just found it fascinating. It was l- super smart, really fun and cool. Mm-hmm. Um, seems like a place we could get to in reality. Yeah. You know, a, like, a reality where an alien squid bombed it's, Manhattan. It's very weird, like, hairline dystopia. <laughs> <laughs> it, like, it's it's not quite dystopian, yeah. but... Parts of it seem real dark. Yeah. Mm. So I'll watch it. Fine, you convince me. All right, <laughs> we did. No, I think you should watch Dairy Girls, Adam. <laughs> what the hell is Dairy Girls? Glad you asked. It's on my list of things you should watch. Is this an ad read? <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> that and Search Party. Oh, the, the I first, love Search Party. The first week John Smith started here, uh, he told me to watch Search Party. It's in my notes. <laughs> I still have it. I, uh, I haven't watched where it. Where are these crazy I watched, notes? <laughs> I watched the first season when we shot Eleven Little Roosters. Um, that was when the first season came out. Yeah. And second season's great. There's a third season that's coming. It's actually coming to HBO Max, I think, oh. which it used to, it used to air on TBS. And it sucks because, like, the past two seasons came out, I think, in, like, November or December. But now it's coming out in, like, spring 2020 or, or it's coming with the launch of HBO Max. And I'm mm-hmm. like, damn, Warner. Like, is it because of you that I'm getting it later than I normally would? Maybe. That, what, that what are they? That you're getting it at all. What, what is the concept of the show? The initial premise is that there are these four friends – and they have a acquaintance from college that goes missing and they sort of take it upon themselves to look for this woman hmm. and it sort of spirals out from there that's like the initial thing that gets you in okay. uh, is it a comedy it's a dark comedy okay but uh, i think it's awesome anyone in it that i would know Aaliyah shawkat and then uh, there's a dude that he's popping up in more and more i don't know his name Greg um, Grumberg. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> what is the one thing he isn't? Uh, oh, you'd, you'd recognize a couple of these people. Holly I think, Madison. If you saw Robert them. Redford's the president. Oh. Uh, <laughs> on the show or just in just that's the – On the show. It's just mentioned. So John – Oh, sorry. Does John Reynolds John or John, John Early? John Early you would recognize. Oh, well, yeah. But you have to go, like, Wikipedia needs to have more pictures. Mm. It's hard to read all those words. Fun so, fun. yeah, Watchmen's <laughs> really good. Yeah, fun, fun, fun. It is. It's mm. something I honestly dismissed outright. I thought it was going to be terrible. Oh, Other than the watch, fact that it's I'm on gonna, HBO. I'm going with Watchmen. I'm right, moving on. Uh, oh. Thought yeah. we talking about Dark Crystal. Well, <laughs> oh, yeah, Dark Crystal. James is bringing it back around. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, it's free on Netflix. So Bojack Horseman is back. 
<laughs> so unlike Damon Lindelof, uh, Mac Weldon has a mission that is very simple: to make all sh- to make sure all your basics are smartly designed and shopping for them is easy and convenient. Mac Weldon is better than whatever you're wearing right now. Mac Weldon is a premium men's essentials brand that believes in smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping. Mac Weldon will be the most comfortable underwear, socks, shirts, undershirts, hoodies, and sweatpants that you will ever wear. They have a line of silver underwear and shirts that are naturally antimicrobial, which means they eliminate odor. I put mine to the test last weekend with a long morning hike in Malibu and an afternoon cleaning out a storage unit. I can tell you from experience, the silver line works. Mac Weldon wants you to be comfortable. So if you don't like your first pair of underwear, you can keep it and they will still refund you, no questions asked. Not only does Mack Weldon's underwear, socks, and shirts look good, they perform well too. It's good for lifting weights, cutting YouTube videos at work, going on hikes, and just everyday life. I just put in an order for new Macs a few weeks ago, and I truly love my new, super fresh underwear drawer. I really dig Mack Weldon's original 18-hour jersey boxer briefs. I like a bit of leg on my underwear, and I love America, so I got their Americana package. Red, white, and blue, baby. I'm also trying out their air knit and pro knit styles of underwear and their no-show socks, which absolutely rule. My favorite though is the silver line. The fit is snug and comfortable and knowing they keep out the stink makes me happy and secure. Their website is amazingly designed and super simple to order, pick colors, and adjust your order on the go. This is a perfected online shopping experience. For 20% off your first order, visit MacWeldon.com and enter promo code FILMHOUSE. So for 20% off your order, or your first order specifically, visit MacWeldon.com and enter promo code FILMHOUSE. That's 20% off your first order. Visit MacWeldon.com and enter the promo code FILMHOUSE when you're checking out. I think everyone uh, in this room loves Mac Weldon. Um, I, I love do. the way they feel against me, Dan. <laughs> I can't comment on wearing them, I mean, but... James Adam. Right, right, I, right now. I try not to wear anything right. else. I just want to say everyone here... Loves them and I, thinks they're I wonderful have, as well. I have also purchased, let's say, some that aren't as high quality, and I regret it every day. <laughs> and I have, I've only come crawling back Good. to the quality fabric. Come yeah. crawl back to the Mac. That's a, that's <laughs> good. Crawl Mac Weldon, if you're watching, you're welcome to use Crawl Back to the Mac. Uh, so, yeah, thanks, Mac Weldon, for bringing us here this week to talk about what's good on TV right now. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My, um, like I said, my, my two big recommendations. I can walk away from anything. Uh, I got into The Good Place because these guys, uh, they said it was really good. I believe them. And Mr. Robot, they refused to watch it. But That's I love true. I watched show. nine episodes of season one. Oh, you got to get to season I'm, three, I'm though. mostly through Mr. Robot. I haven't seen any of the new season, but I, I dig it, too. Guys, um, I'll give you my quick ones. Yeah, what else you got, Elise? Watch Dairy Girls. It's on Netflix. Dark Crystal. It's on Netflix. BoJack Horseman. Netflix. Search Party. TBS. You can buy it on Amazon. Toast of London. Inside Number Nine. And Big Mouth. Big Mouth also on Netflix. What is Inside m- Number Nine? One of my favorite shows. It's uh, I can't talk. I, I talk about it on this podcast or on different videos and stuff enough. But okay. I would say it's like a um, it's, it's like a less serious Black Mirror. It's yeah, it's a Black of. Mirror okay. that's more focused on I'd say social interaction. Kinda, yeah, yeah kind of has a twi- the human condition. Interesting. And then yeah. almost I think every episode takes place like in one in location, one location yeah. hmm. which yes. makes it. They're, it's they're the number. Plays. They're yeah. all tied one around a, a number Town. nine of something. So like the number nine dressing room in a theater, the number nine house on a street, the number nine, nine mm. size hotel shoe. room, shoe nine size, size shoe. Nine. Yeah. So but this isn't the Jim Carrey movie where he's number, obsessed with number that's 23. number twenty three. Oh. It's close, Dan. <laughs> that's good. M- similar to his character in that movie, you are finding a pattern that doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, earlier we were talking about things that are that are quick. 
don't get a lot of time. We have busy mm-hmm. lives. Uh, I burned through Fleabag season one in one night last weekend. We're, and we're, we're doing the same. It was a long night. Long yeah. it, I mean, it, not really. It's like two. It, it's like a long movie. It was two and a half hours long, maybe. It's a, it's a great yeah. show. Um, fantastic show. I think they're, whoever, I'm sure it was Phoebe, came up with the brilliant device of at any point when they need to make a point, cut out of a scene, emphasize something, she can just look at the camera and either wink or smile or make a funny face. I think it's just brilliant. It, it gets them in and out of any situation they want to. It's Jim Halpert it's, there uh, first. Uh, well, sorry. Oh, no, no, no. Fucking shit. But I didn't want to interrupt him. I was going to make the exact same joke. It, it's, oh. it's better than The Office ever did it. Well, like. the thing oh. is, it's, like, it's not a new convention, but she's doing it in a very refreshing way. Exactly. And she has like yeah. authority over it. Like Jim would like look at the camera with funny face, but she, she'll talk directly to the camera, break that wall kind of better than he ever did, I think. How dare you? Yeah. Well, I guess they're, they're operating in two different mediums where he Jim Halper was the participant of a documentary but she's just this person that's like existing in a yeah. in a weird uh, you know story but well, then she's also breaking the fourth wall well, which is season weird. 2 subverts it which I think yes. is the best part yeah. oh I have not gotten there yet spoiler no not really <laughs> why am I even here <laughs> um, anything Jim else Halper. you guys are watching uh, Elise had a cool long list it, I'm gonna add it's always sunny <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. So season back. we started What's season watching. Season forty-four. It's funnier than ever. Twenty-three. Yeah. Or whatever we watched, we watched two episodes last. Did we watch three episodes? I don't know. I don't know, but the they were just we going. They were just. It was just going. The one was. It was the romantic. This funny as ever. The romantic comedy. Hmm. What do you make, watch? It's always cute. sunny on. Oh. I I bought the season on <laughs> Amazon. Okay. Yeah. Me cute. I, I I think it's. The fact that that show is in its 14th season and it's still so well done, mm, I definitely want to support those people and pay for their show. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? So you're going gonna to get Apple Plus or whatever to watch the... I don't it know. To watch Mythic Quest? Oh, oh is it? Mythic Quest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, you you yeah, don't want to watch C? I might. I don't know. It, How are we going to watch an Apple Plus show? I guess you got to... have to buy an there. iPhone. First, you need to go to an Apple store. Steal Mac... <laughs> <laughs> Sign up for their service. Jennifer uh, also, Aniston got also, Instagram. Just great show to watch around this time of year. I know Lisa will back me up on this. Over the Garden Wall. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I've never seen this. Um, did they uh, do some new re-edit or something? They, they did. They got a bunch of animators to, like, re-edit the first episode with their yeah. own animation. Mm-hmm. Uh, was the first one charming. subpar or something, or is that just a clever No, no th- I think they do this a lot of time with shows where, like, animators just as a grassroots fun jam thing will, like, be like, let's all take sections of the show and re-edit and we'll cut it together and... But you're right. Like it's a total fall show. A little uh, little life hack too. I think because it's only 15 minutes long on Hulu, you can watch it basically without ads. Huh. It's weird. I don't know. I'm gonna the whole this. thing is 15 minutes long. Each episode's about 15. I'm gonna minutes throw long. this in again. Um, Frankenstein Chronicles. I've mentioned it before. If you're having <laughs> you trouble, if you're having trouble sleeping. Um, yeah. Frankenstein Chronicles will get you'll fall asleep right away. <laughs> uh, you will not miss anything. Not because it's a bad show, but because it operates at some sort of wavelength that puts you down. <laughs> nice. Um, things I've watched recently, uh, the second season of a show called Mind of the Chef uh, that features a guy named Sean Brock, and it focuses on Southern cuisine, which is, I don't know, a recent thing that I'm into. Oh. Um, and a show called Little Drummer Girl, uh, based on the John Le Carre book. It's on Netflix? I bought it. I actually saw the first two episodes on a plane, and I couldn't find anywhere to watch it. Didn't want to steal it, so I decided to buy it. Maybe the um, dream he had. Mm-hmm. I, I might be able to. It. Might be able to loan you my phone or something, and you could watch <laughs> it. But uh, it directed by uh, Chan Wook Park uh, from Old Boy, Handmaiden, Stoker and Thirst. Great filmmaker. Um, great 
based on a book from a really wonderful spy thriller author, Jean Le Carré. You would know him from Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, Constant Gardener, The Night Manager. Like accepting an Oscar? I know, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just trying to get through this quick so we can get to one more story. But it stars Florence Pugh from Midsummer. Uh, Michael Shannon and Alexander Skarsgård, who are always wonderful. Cast. But yeah, it's, it's a great cast, really, really well shot, fun. It's only like six episodes long, so it's not too long, but um, fun little spy show. Thanks for that, Dan. <laughs> uh, I think maybe the other story we have time for, right. maybe we can get to two, but there's been some new Batman casting rumors, which could almost be a new segment that we do every week, talking about who's being cast in the new Batman movie. Mm-hmm. Who's um, the penguin now? <laughs> Colin Farrell, apparently. Okay. Um, oh, I'm the penguin. <laughs> this, this dude, uh, Boss Logic on Insta, did some, okay. <laughs> some uh, art of yeah. Colin Farrell as the penguin. I don't know. He doesn't look super um, penguin-y I, to me. I always but. like when people do this because they basically have – they cram someone else's – like some previous version of the look into a different character. Yeah. I remember after The Dark Knight came out, someone was like, could you imagine Kristen Bell as Harley Quinn? But it's <laughs> like – it like you just crammed her face into well, a Photoshop. He looks her. neither like Colin Farrell nor the penguin. <laughs> exactly. Um, so the other uh, rumor essentially is Andy Serkis is being um, Alfred. I think that's – isn't that confirmed? Is I it? Thought, I thought that was It's hard to know anymore, honestly. And uh, people and are talking Colin about – Farrell was rumored. He's, he's doing this for money to fund his Venom uh, yeah. project. <laughs> he said he needs more for Venom. So this is, this is unrelated. I can send this to you, Dan, but I was looking for a, uh, a gift for a loved one. It's getting a wireless charger. And on the gift, uh, they had a picture of – uh, Fantastic Beast, but for some reason they decided to Photoshop Johnny Depp's character Jack Sparrow on there <laughs> instead, of his, instead of his character as Grimmel. <laughs> I, I just I had to take a screenshot. I was like, this is why they really went far out of their way. That's movie to, news. <laughs> um, anyway, in in Venom thumbnail. news, though, uh, Tom Hardy uh, instead a picture including the what is the tragedy and comedy mm-hmm. masks. I don't know. This is stupid because. Okay, cool. Because Carnage is yeah, you know, Carnage is isn't have it. Comments turned off. Maybe so. Maybe. I don't know. That's good. What are you afraid of, Tom? What if? What if? <laughs> okay. The there. tattoo. What if no one commented? Oh, like oh. like the movie. People saw it and <laughs> forgot about it that's and walked impossible. away. Um. One last story. Biggest story of the week. <laughs> biggest story of the week is the Dooku's back. No, sort of. No. No. Uh, but yeah, they did uh, release trailer for a movie called The Invisible Man that's coming out in early 2020, um, starring Elizabeth Moss. Moss, I think she's pretty great. Uh, this movie looks terrible, though. Mm-hmm. Um, is this Hollow Man? It is. It, does, it looks. It looks really bad. It's like it's just like imagine abusive. the story of The Invisible Man from the perspective of someone else. What? That <laughs> that's not fun. Put no. it fire, Invisible Man. Also, oh. the coolest thing about the the original Invisible Man is how the power <laughs> corrupts him. This story, according to this trailer, is that he's an abusive spouse. He's an asshole scientist, abusive he's husband. He's an asshole scientist, Boyfriend, ab- I don't know. abusive spouse, and then she does the sleeping with the enemy and run, tries to run away. Mm-hmm. Um, and then – so. To get back at her, he fakes his own death, but actually <laughs> invisibilites himself. So are we rooting for him? No, no, no he's a but, he's a bad boyfriend. Just because Someone of how is. she looks, invisible she looks man's evil. my hero. <laughs> well, it's just like it should be like a good invisible man story is a tragedy. It, like Hollow Man's a joke, but it still starts with this 
kind of charismatic, cool guy who's got everything going for him and is just so caught up with winning that he doesn't realize that he's going insane and like it's doing things to him. Okay. It's like so it's it's completely lost. It's just a, a movie that they didn't have to film half of the actors. Yeah. Okay. I, I already figured it out because they, they showed enough of the trailer that I know how it's going to oh! end. Mm-hmm. It's so dumb. Um, she goes to the science lab at the end and she invisibles herself. Oh, no. So and they have an invisible fight? They have an invisible fight and <laughs> yeah. it's just in oh. an empty room. And all you hear is whoops. Oh, oh, no. Oh, you, yeah. you're putting me in a chokehold. That's impossible. I think oh. that's it. You got it. It's so good. I want to see this movie. Well, no, I can't. It's going to be terrible. It's invisible. Or. Oh, watch a better movie, Memoirs of the Invisible Man, yeah. starring Chevy Chase. But, I'll say the. You, <laughs> has anyone here seen Upgrade? I've heard wonderful yeah. things about this yeah. movie, but it's yeah. same director. So, oh, hmm. I mean, you can tell because he has a shot in there where it's the person, and then they hit the ground, and that's mm-hmm. what Upgrade. Make an Invisible Man movie where he's a spy or some shit, and he goes out and he does like espionage well, missions. Just figure out what the heart of the story <laughs> is before you start making it, <laughs> and it's not the story of the abused wife. Who looks already like a crazy person because everything <laughs> Elizabeth Moss is in, she looks like the villain. <laughs> or the victim. No, she always looks like the villain to me. She always, I'm like, really? well, she's got something to hide. Even when Don, Don Draper's yelling at her and throwing shit at her. He yeah, I was like, what does she do? <laughs> <laughs> um, so the, the other bit of news, there's not really much to talk about here, but uh, Sony did announce a Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse sequel coming for 2022. Sweet. It's exciting. I think we all, that might have been the average favorite movie from last year, probably. I floated through the air like I smelled a delicious pie when I saw the news. <laughs> nice. um, Spider-Ham. Right, we got it. We got it. <laughs> so I figured the last thing we could do this week was, uh, what is like a Spider-Man that you would like to see in the Spider-Verse sequel? Um, like, pitch me a crazy Spider-Man. Like, I say old grandma Spider-Man. Oh, I want to see Web. old grandma Spider-Man. Mine's, mine's well, <laughs> Adam West to show up. That's good. What? I said Madam Web. Oh, I thought you said Adam West. You're hot. Oh. Yeah. No, I'm not. I would love Spider-Ham to get a love interest. What would be Spider-Ham's love interest? What kind of creature would he be? It would have to be someone that, like, would be the opposite of Spider-Ham. A farmer. A butcher. A farmer. You know that that Spider-Ham's origin story is that he was a spider bitten by a pig, Yes. Okay. Yeah, we've talked about this. Okay. Yeah. So it would have probably be another spider. Hmm. No, right. a love no. interest. It would be a, it would be a spider. It would be a spider with more spider features than pig, because he's got more pig features than spider. Mm-hmm. So I don't I know. Don't I just know. want him to be happy. Aww. Okay, great. That's all I Any, want. Anybody else got a good Spider-Man? Yeah, I want uh, Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. <laughs> I want it to pick up right where he's going to fight the rhino, so I can see what would happen. Um, I, I they hinted at it at the end, but uh, Spider-Man twenty ninety nine. Oh, Future Spider-Man. Yeah, show me some of that. Miguel. Miguel. What's his name? Like Miguel O'Hara. Miguel O'Hara. Yep, that's how it's pronounced. Miguel too. O'Hara. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Just in the future, that's how everyone says. Okay, yeah. <laughs> right on. Uh, well, that's the show for this week. Thanks for coming around, everybody. Um, we do not have time to talk about the Mighty Ducks reboot. Uh, they'll have to wait for next week. That's um, a rollerblade. But skateboard. <laughs> you can't play hockey on skateboards, Adam. They will. Anyway, thanks for coming around. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.